This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Apologies for the slightly later start today. I completely managed to lose track of time. And then when I went up to sort out the podcast, I realized that the entire PowerPoint had not been made. So in a three-minute dash, I've put together the slides already for this morning. Um, it's one of those weird mornings where you think you've done a job. You go to do that job or you go to see the... Uh, the the goodwill of the job that you think that you've done and you've done none of it so yes i had to put that together very quickly um but apologies for the slight lateness but good morning everybody joining us in the live chat box thanks for waiting matt g good morning to you to anthony to Stephen, uh to hamoud marcus mike uh good morning to paul and red star and olu and temi and pj and jose martin vegas guna uh, Vivian, Martin and Amira and all the rest of you as well who I can't unfortunately say to all of you but good morning to everybody in the chat box have you had a great weekend and that you're ready to start a brand new week as well, of course, today. Uh, more World Cup action on its way, of course. A really interesting encounter yesterday. In fact, there was a few interesting encounters yesterday. In particular, I think the Costa Rica win over Japan being a big one. Morocco beating Belgium. Uh, Canada going 1-0 up very quickly before uh, kind of being put to the sword somewhat by, uh, by Croatia. I think the words of... Uh, uh, of Herdman probably did sting the Croatians a little bit. And I think they've certainly made Croatia pay for that. Maybe a little bit naive in reflection. Uh, and Spain, of course, unable to hold on until the latter stages against Germany. Uh, Nicholas Fulkrook, who's been having a very, very good season for Werder Bremen in the Bundesliga, getting the 83rd minute goal there as well. So some interesting games. And of course, we've got more games today. Uh, we have the second round uh, of fixtures in the final uh, of the Group G and H. We've got Cameroon against Serbia, South Korea against Ghana, Brazil against Switzerland, and Portugal against Uruguay. Of course, you'll be able to find the latest Arsenal transfer target update over on football.london. Uh, we covered uh, plenty of the players yesterday, uh, but today, of course, uh, maybe a look at Dusan Vlaovic, who didn't, of course, start the last game for Serbia, but he, I imagine, will be involved in the game against Cameroon. Uh, South Korea, Ghana, Thomas Partey, you'd expect, will be involved in some shape or form. Uh, you've got Brazil, Switzerland, of course, the, the clash of Jesus and Xhaka and Martinelli 
And then lastly, in the day with uh, Uruguay against Portugal, which is a very, very interesting one. And perhaps Facundo Torres might get some minutes off the bench who didn't get any minutes off the bench in their last game. So there you go, a roundup of, of yesterday and a look ahead to today as well before we crack on with today's stories. We begin uh, with today at seven o'clock will be the FA Cup third round draw. So all of the teams that are involved in the FA Cup third round, so that's all the Premier League sides, of course, and those in the lower leagues that have pushed themselves through to this third round of the competition uh, will indeed face off against one another in January. This is one of the two new fixtures that will be added to the schedule for Arsenal. So whoever we get, we'll of course discuss that in more detail in tomorrow morning's 8am show. But uh, hopefully Arsenal can get themselves a very favourable draw moving forwards into the next round. Uh, Arsenal are also set to face Watford, reportedly, according to The Athletic, who broke this news a few weeks ago that Arsenal would face uh, Watford in a friendly the week commencing the 28th, which of course is this week. I reached out to Arsenal yesterday to try and get some clarification on this. Uh, I was told that if the game does go ahead, of course, they will be putting out a report after the game, but no details of when it will happen. Uh, it, I was basically told if it goes ahead, so there isn't any guarantee that it even has been fully agreed of when and where this will take place. We imagine it will be at London Colney because, of course, the two clubs share space of a training ground. Uh, Watford are in Arsenal's old training ground. Arsenal built London Colney and moved in uh, a fair few years ago now. So it's expected the two teams will face one another in a first friendly of this mid-season break before, of course, Arsenal then travel to Dubai between the 8th and the 16th of December to face up against Lyon and Milan as well. We also will then play Juventus in that friendly on the 17th of December as well. So Arsenal's friendly against Watford hopefully will go ahead and we'll get more information about that in the future. Uh, let's move forwards. Uh, Arsenal are said to be monitoring Hincapié of Bayer Leverkusen, of course, playing for Ecuador in the World Cup. That's a very good start, to be fair, to the World Cup as well. Really interesting how we're seeing players that are kind of not really that well known, have been linked in some circumstances, playing for some of the smaller nations, Hincapié being one of those. And Ecuador have had a really good start to the competition. Of course, they beat Qatar in the first game of the competition and then drew against the Netherlands. All they need to do is get a very good result against Senegal, I believe it is now, to get themselves through. I think a draw might be enough to take them through. I think it is. Uh, so that should uh, potentially be a really, really good encounter between those two teams. And Hincapié, I imagine, will be much more tested. Uh, he's a left-footed centre-back that can even play in a full-back position if you wanted to. And we know that Mikel Arteta and the club and Edu are really looking at versatile options for us tall pacey you know he's not slow even though he's got that um kind of physicality about him but we imagine that Bayer Leverkusen will be asking for a significant figure for the Ecuadorian centre-back who only moved to the Bundesliga I think just over 12 months ago so uh very good and interesting player that Arsenal are said to be looking at and could be one for a competition uh, for Gabriel Magalhaes uh, in the future. Uh, Mudrik and Danilo are said to want their moves to Arsenal. This is according to Fabrizio Romano and that Arsenal are an attractive prospect for both teams. Watching Charles Watts' excellent video, of course, yesterday as he produced on his channel, talking about those £40 million links with Mudrik, saying he hasn't heard anything. As I said to you guys, I hadn't heard anything on that either. Um, but he did say that Arsenal have put in significant groundwork into this Danilo deal and that they could indeed return to try and firm up their interest 
in January of next year and potentially see a double move for these two. If it does turn out that these links to 40 million plus add-ons move for Mudrick is true, I wrote a piece at FL yesterday talking about the flexibility that that could give Arsenal to potentially give Arsenal a uh, another option in the January window in that being a left-sided centre-back, be that another central midfielder, be that maybe even a right-back option. But it does depend on what will happen with outgoings and it will depend on how much Arsenal have to spend and will have to spend on the players that they want, of course, to sign. Uh, but Mudrik and Daniello still remain very uh, good potential options for Arsenal in this winter window. And our headline story of the show is that Arsenal have reportedly joined the list of clubs that are in the race to sign Christian Pulisic of Chelsea. He has 18 months remaining on his Chelsea contract. I've, of course, signed that from Dortmund a few years ago. And a number of teams are said to be watching Pulisic. There were strong links with Manchester United in the summer. They're still said to be watching the player. But the player now in his mid-20s has been unable to really register himself a serious starter on a consistent basis. And I think that when it comes to a player like Pulisic, we can all expect a certain level of performance from him. The question mark has always been, can he be an established top-level Premier League starter? He hasn't been able to do that necessarily at Chelsea. That could be because of Chelsea. It could be because of the club that he's at more than the player himself. I like him. I like the profile. I think he would offer some competition. I agree, though, with Machiavelli in the chat box, though, that there are some injury-related problems that are a worry And I think that, to be honest, there are better investments that Arsenal can get. I am kind of in that mindset of if Arsenal are signing players from the top teams, we should be looking to take away their starters. And Christian Pulisic isn't necessarily always a starter for for Chelsea. And that in itself is also another problem. I'm not sure how true these links are. I can't personally corroborate these links at all. Um, But he's an interesting profile and one we have been linked to before. So it would be unsurprising if these links turn out to have somewhat some truth within them. Uh, Let us know what your thoughts are on all of the links from today's show in the comment section down below. Who you'd like to see and if you're happy or not with some of the players that we've been linked to. Would you like Pulisic or Mudrik? You'd have to let us know in the chat box. But we are going to move to part two and your questions right after this. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, uh, we'll jump into part two. Before I do, though, I do want to send my massive congratulations to Ask Blog, Andrew, uh, over there with Gunner Blog and James, of course, who completed the 500th episode of the Ask Cast Extra. My goodly morning mug is downstairs indeed. Uh, and uh, uh, it's it has to be said that Andrew's podcast, the Ask Cast, which I'm sure most of, if not all of you, are subscribers and listeners to, uh, has been a massive inspiration for plenty of Arsenal content creators such as myself. Uh, was one of the big reasons that I wanted to get into podcasting, was the first Arsenal podcast alongside the Bergkamp Wonderland that I listened to. 
And both of those in particular kind of really sparked uh, a passion to talk about and listen to and really involve myself so much more in the world of Arsenal. So a massive congratulations to them too on that. If you haven't bought yourselves a goodly morning mug, all of the proceeds go to, uh, I believe it's Great Ormond Street Hospital. So certainly worth getting involved in and getting yourself a goodly morning mug if you haven't done so. Uh, Andrew's been a very, very kind uh, contributor to here as well when he's jumped on the channel and hopefully we'll be doing a show at some point in the near future as well. Uh, let's now jump into the chat and get some of your questions answered. Uh, some of your reaction as well to these Pulisic links. Uh, Pink Panther says, I rate Pulisic. Chelsea just sucks. <laughs> Lona says, I think he had been great for the leading in the Europa competition. Um, Raybeam says, I'd rather have Tyler Adams from the US men's national team. Uh, Nav says, I don't think Pulisic would do well at Arsenal. Machiavelli, as we said, said he's too injury prone. So does Nathish. Uh, Esplain says, I like it. I like Pulisic, but I wouldn't go near him if the price tag and the salary ain't right. Um, Mohammed's joining us from Sierra Leone. Welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, Matt's asking how much would he cost? It's a good question because, as I say, he only has 18 months left on his contract. But going from Chelsea to Arsenal, you'd imagine that they would ask for a significant fee. I think upwards of 30 is what they would ask for now. And I'm not sure I'd be willing to pay upwards of 30 million for Christian Pulisic. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, I've noticed a lot of North American players tend to move to Germany as their first European football destination. What do you think the reason for that is? I think the reason for that is, is that Germany has a well-established scouting network in North America. I think Germany have been one of the first teams to really reach out to North America and work a lot with MLS teams. So that's the reason as to why. I'm not sure if there's any kind of cultural link, but I do know that there is a lot of work that's done by these North American, uh, North, by these German sides in North America. You have the Red Bull link, of course, RB Leipzig, Red Bull, uh, New York Red Bulls out there as well. So there's always been kind of that link between things. But we've seen players move to Germany well ahead of time. Is it Jonathan Brooks? I want to say the uh, the Wolfsburg, or oh, he was at Wolfsburg uh, centre back. Uh, I'm not sure where he is. Is he still at Wolfsburg? He is indeed. No, he's not. He's playing for Benfica. So he moved from uh, Wolfsburg to Benfica, but also played for Hertha as well. He actually started his youth career in Hertha. Um, interesting to know where that happened. So Brooks came through the ranks in his hometown club, Hertha Berlin. He was actually born in Germany. Interesting. Okay, so that's a really bad example of a player that's played for the United States. Um, but uh, I'm assuming that he's got uh, Brooks, who holds both German and American citizenship, participating in several camps during the under-20s and under-23s. So there you go. There's a really bad example of a player that plays for the US, considering he's lived his whole life in Germany. Um, but there are other examples <laughs> of players that have moved over uh, from the US to, to America. Uh, we've seen it uh, you know, earlier. I think Weston McKinney, of course, joined Schalke. I'm going to Google Weston McKinney now because I'm really worried that <laughs> he also, like Brooks, spent most of his life uh, in Germany. No, he was indeed born in Fort Lewis in Washington. He moved to, uh, he went from Phoenix to Dallas to Schalke. Um, so there you go. There's a better example of one of the earlier movers from North America to Germany rather than one that was born there. <laughs> Dan says, hi Tom, are you aware if Arsenal fans online monitoring the team have mounted their cameras in Mudrick and Danilo's houses in Donetsk and Sao Paulo? I think this question links into the infamous tracking of uh, Yuri Tillemann selling, uh, selling his home. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't know, but you can't put anything past these Arsenal fans. They go to extreme lengths 
to find out any information they can about Arsenal's potential transfer targets. Uh, Mara says, is there any chance do you think we'd go for both Mudrik and Torres? Now, I'm assuming that could be Ferran Torres or Facundo Torres, either we've been linked with. There is scope. I think that Arsenal might want to strengthen the depth of their forward line positions. How realistic it is that Arsenal would sign two in the same window, I'm not sure. I think that potentially one certainly could be signed in January. The other forward, depending on the futures of Reese Nelson and Marquinhos and Eddie Nketiah, may need to wait until the future of the summer transfer window. That's when we might see those ones happening. Uh, Ollie says, hey, Tom, thoughts on officiating at the World Cup? Threshold for red and yellow cards seems high. I'm loving it. They have raised the bar, it seems. They've only had one red cup, I think, so far at this World Cup, and it was a blatant red card. And they even gave him a yellow in Wayne Hennessy when he took out uh, the Iranian striker. Uh, I, I can't get my head around how that was only a yellow and then had to be changed to a red. But it does seem that there is a bit of a high threshold. That said, I have seen some games where yellow cards have been brandished pretty quickly. Maybe it's just down to the officials, uh, whether or not they choose. But I, I, I have no issue too much so with this. The only problem I do have is when players start seeing serious challenges not punished and then players get injured a lot quicker. We're experiencing that a little bit of Bakaya Saka in the Premier League. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, I watched Michael Oliver referee the other day in the World Cup. And to my surprise, he was more lenient with the yellow cards than he is in the Premier League. So why should he be any different in this World Cup? Again, it might be a policy that FIFA have um, kind of spoken to the officials about being more lenient with cards. Potentially, that's the reason why there's a difference in the way that he's officiating games. There is policies that happen in different competitions and they try and encourage referees in different ways to referee games in different ways so maybe that's one of the things that they've looked at uh, Wilson says do you think that the 40 million is reasonable for Mudrick I think 40 million for Mudrick is a very good price if you can get him for that it's a snip I think you'll have to pay more realistically to get hold of him uh, Raven says Danilo uh, beyond him are there any other number sixes that we're linked to in a strong way not really. Uh, we were linked to Ibrahim uh, Bamba, who plays uh, in Portugal for uh, Vittorio Guimarães. Um, but that was only a very brief link. It hasn't developed anymore. Uh, so whether or not that changes, we'll have to wait and see in the future. But beyond Danilo, there isn't too many. Number sixes, obviously we're linked to Tielemans, who isn't the number six. But uh, beyond Danilo, there isn't too many uh, at all, if any, that we're linked to in any kind of strong fashion. Uh, Masibulele says Pulisic is such an unpredictable player if we were talking about that Pulisic who was unplayable in 2020 then great but I wouldn't take the risk uh, Martin says the best referee I've seen in the World Cup so far was the Uruguayan guy who did the Croatia-Canada game the yellow card for Lovren off the ball foul was a brilliant piece of refereeing uh, it's good to see referees getting praised for once you know I don't mind seeing a little bit of that uh, Sweets Candy says uh, hey Tom do you think that Mudrik would be enough in the attack to beat City I think we need a 20-goal-a-season player to fight fire with fire. And I'm thinking Vlaovic is the one. I don't agree with Vlaovic. I do think what we've seen from Gabriel Jesus joining the club is that we've got a player there who isn't a funnel, doesn't bottleneck our attack like I think that Vlaovic probably would do. Vlaovic's collaboration with the players around him is nowhere near as influential as Jesus's. And whilst Jesus certainly has not taken the chances that he should have done, I think there's a little bit of a coiled spring about Jesus that if he starts to score, we will see that goal number just absolutely explode and hopefully we see that in the second half of the season I would be looking to bring in more of a Mudrick style player a wide player to add more goals to that area than I would a number one striker uh, Lynn says Tom if we do sign Mudrick can you see him starting on the left and playing Martinelli and Jesus both up front 
as Mudrick would be too good to sit on the bench. What I think, Lynn, what we'd see is rotation. You look at Manchester City and you look at the options that they've got, Mares, Foden, Grealish, Bernardo Silva, um, Cole Palmer's there. You know, you, there's, there's further options in that forward line that I'm probably going right over my head. But uh, Julian Alvarez being another one. They rotate. They change the team. You know, players switch in and out of position. So I don't necessarily think that he's going to be too good to sit on the bench necessarily. But I think what you might see is Martinelli playing on the right with Mudrick on the left. I think you might see Saka given a rest. Saka can come in. Martinelli could play through the middle. You could play Saka, Martinelli and Mudrick. You could even try Mudrick in a different role and try and transition him in some ways if you wanted to. So I think you'd see rotation. I don't think we need to be worried about a £40 million player sitting on the bench too long. I think you would see him get enough games and enough starts and enough opportunities in the team. Um, Stuart says, Tom, if the £40 million rumours on Mudrick are true and Danilo is available for the report is £30 million, can you see us going for Yuri Tielemans as well? No, I don't. I think Arsenal would probably wait. The only way, as I've said a number of times, the information that I have is that the only way that Arsenal would accelerate their plans for Tielemans is if they see or heard about another team pushing to try and sign him in that January window. There have been rumours about Barcelona wanting to strike up a pre-contract agreement with Tielemans. That has not progressed in the last week or so. Um, Arsenal can't sign a pre-contract agreement with Tielemans. just not feasible. They can't do it, whereas Barcelona can do it but we'd have to wait until the end of the season to sign him on a free transfer. Uh, DR says, saying about Michael Oliver can change his refereeing style, suggests he is a competent referee. <laughs> uh, Amira says, has a World Cup highlighted the lack of quality strikers right now? Most strikers I've seen so far have been going anonymous if they don't get service. Jesus for 45 million is looking better every day. Yeah, I was disappointed with Jonathan David for Canada. I've been disappointed with Yusuf Naziri or Nezri for uh, for Morocco. Um, ironically, some of the strikers that have been scoring more goals, the ones that you know people I think would be turning their nose up at, Kramaric for Croatia is now on two goals and had a great performance yesterday. So Olivier Giroud is on two goals as well. So I think it is an interesting one. That said, as I have maintained throughout this entire tournament. Please don't look at World Cup performances as the measuring stick for a player. I'm really reluctant to do that. I think it's a it, it's a little bit short-sighted to use the World Cup performances as a barometer for quality and how a player would perform in a club side. It's very, very different, and especially in a tournament context as well. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom. I wonder why Ferran Torres is mentioned as an option. To me, he is not clinical enough, both for club and country, and he's not that creative too. Dan, I think that's very, very harsh on Ferran Torres. I think he's a very good player, very creative, and I think he's certainly got goals in him as well. Uh, Uriel says, good morning, Tom and everyone else. I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind everyone to love your family and friends. I just lost my father yesterday. Thank you for your hard work every day. Uriel, I'm so sorry for your loss. I hope that uh, you've got people around you that can help you through this tough time. And I'm sure that the chat box has already given you some very kind words as well in there. Uh, Aribi says, Tom, thoughts on the German striker, Full Krug? Uh, don't know much about him, but he seems good. Big and imposing, different and dynamic. Again, uh, I did warn people ahead of the World Cup, please don't suddenly start <laughs> talking about players that have good World Cups. He is having a good season, as I've already mentioned, for Werder Bremen. I think he's picked up two Bundesliga Player of the Month awards already this season as well. Uh, I don't know loads about him, if I'm very honest, but I do see Drew, who watches plenty of Bundesliga football, uh, saying he should be starting games for Germany. 
Um, hasn't been starting games, has come off the bench in both games, I think, so far. Maybe he should be getting more opportunities in this tournament. We'll have to wait and see if that changes after he's now scored, you know, in this last one against Spain. Maybe he'll he'll start the game against Costa Rica. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, though. Uh, let's go to Lona, who says, uh, I think we all know about Pulisic's potential and Arteta knows how great uh, to get the best out of his players are. What role do you see him playing? I think the benefit of someone like Pulisic is his versatility. And I think Arsenal are looking out for players with the type of uh, versatility that Pulisic kind of brings into the team. So that added uh, option that it gives us in a lot of different positions in the Arsenal attack is going to be what they're looking for uh, more so than anything else. Um, And I think uh, that is going to bring us to the end of this morning's show. Uh, only a slightly shorter one. I've got a few things that I'm doing and I'm working and it's a Monday. So it's usually a very hectic start to my Mondays. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Thank you to everybody that always continues to make this a part of their morning routine. Thank you to those that share the uh, videos across the social networks. Uh, I might be doing a podcast this evening with the boys over at the Arsenal Lounge. Fingers crossed that we are. Um, and then there should be actually this evening, 6 p.m. UK time. I'm hoping and aiming to do our loan report show. So you should have updates of uh, November's performances of Nicola Pepe, Nuna Tavares following Balogun, Charlie Patino, uh, Austin Trusty. We've actually now got an expert view on Austin Trusty as well. So it's well worth uh, tuning in this evening, 6 p.m. UK time. Make sure that you get involved with that one. It's been a genuine pleasure to speak to you as always. Drop a like on the video, subscribe if you are new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.